What an exciting morning we have here. This is the fullest I feel like I've ever seen this church. Peace be with you. Now today is Pentecost, and I have already shaken things up by switching our two readings, if that tripped you up this morning. So we're going to keep going because I'm the seminarian and I can do those things according to Pastor Diane. May the Holy Spirit be with you. Today, this day of Pentecost, is one of my favorite, most exciting days of the church year. We started with Advent and then celebrating Christmas and the birth of Jesus. We then went through the reflective time of Lent. We journeyed through the great three days of Maundy Thursday, Good Friday, and Holy Saturday to then celebrate the joyous morning of Easter and the resurrection of our Lord, which we celebrated for 50 days, because one day wasn't enough. Then last week, we had the ascension of Jesus, where he returned to God in heaven. And today, we wrap all of that up in a nice box with a big red bow for Pentecost, the day that we celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit coming to the first believers. Now, on this day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down, it allowed these first believers to speak in tongues or languages to spread the joy and the story of Jesus. We celebrate the presence of the Holy Spirit who came down among them in those early days and who stayed with them and with us here today. Now, the disciples had just lost Jesus. He had gone up to heaven, and they were a little confused and uncertain, wondering, now what? Now what do we do? But we are reminded in our reading from John today, which takes place before Easter and much before the story in Acts, that Jesus said, God will send the next advocate. It won't be the physical person of Jesus, but it will be the Holy Spirit. Our second reading from Acts today then shows the early Jesus followers who were gathered in Jerusalem for the Feast of Weeks. It is one of the three major holidays in the Jewish tradition that happens after Passover. So we hear in this reading that they were gathered together in the same place and the Holy Spirit came down as a rush of violent wind and tongues of flames reaching to every single person, allowing them to speak in other languages that were not familiar to them. But they were familiar to the people around them in Jerusalem, who came from all over the world and from all of those fun places that we heard about in our reading. Now, rightfully so, these visitors to Jerusalem assumed they were drunk. I mean, wouldn't you do the same thing if I stood up here and started speaking another language? You might wonder what I had been doing last night or if my coffee cup really was hiding a mimosa. You'd wonder if I should be up here preaching or if Pastor Diane should be intervening. But Peter adamantly reminded the people, it is only nine o'clock in the morning. It is not right or socially acceptable for them to be drunk. 9 a.m. is the time for coffee not wine. I mean, we might like the wine, but we should have coffee. Instead, Peter reminds those around him the words of the prophet Joel, 
when God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. In Pentecost, we celebrate the pouring out of the spirit on the early Jesus followers and on each and every one of us every day. See, the miracle of God is that God meets us where we are. And we see that in our text today. The visitors in Jerusalem said, we hear them declaring the wonders of God and speaking of God's deeds and power in our own language. What does this mean? It means that God saw a need to spread the good news of the story of Jesus, but also knew that the followers could not do it on their own. While Jesus was on earth, the disciples were comfortable and eager to learn what he had to say. But if you read carefully, they never really understood what Jesus was saying. They were confused and often doubted what Jesus said. But now that Jesus was gone, it was their turn to go out and teach others and spread the news. But they needed some help. So God sent the Holy Spirit to help the people interpret the work of Jesus and guide them in teaching others in languages and terms they would understand. God meets us where we are in the language that we can understand and in terms that make sense to us to help us in our learning so we can go forth and spread the news. It is the job of the Holy Spirit to help us understand and then shake us up as it sends us out into the world, as we spread and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in ways we might expect and more often than not in ways we might not expect. This is what we do and celebrate each Sunday in our preaching, our teaching, our singing, our ringing, and every day in our actions. We tell the story of Jesus in our own unique way. This Sunday, we are celebrating music and all the ways that our volunteers and musicians contribute to worship with their talents. At the 7.45 and the 9 o'clock service, we gave thanks for the band For the Spirit, for their guidance and music and their sharing. They worship with us on Sunday morning, but they also share with the community at our annual event, Beer and Carols. And they share in their own personal and professional lives as well. We give thanks to our music director, Carol, for her accompaniment on the organ and the piano here at our 1030 service. We give thanks for her guidance and direction with our many dedicated volunteers to our many, many music ensembles, the Chancel Choir, Voices of Praise, Grace Notes, praise, Bells of Praise, Youth Bells, and Joyful Chimers. What a beautiful worship service we have with all of these wonderful organizations, all of these groups. Music is one of the many ways that we share the spirit on Sunday morning. But I don't know about you, it usually doesn't end here for me. I often find myself singing or humming tunes to songs hours, days, weeks, months after I may have heard them in worship. See, music touches our lives and our soul in a different and special way. Whether we are the one performing or the proud family member watching or just sitting and relaxing listening to the music. In fact, our good buddy Martin Luther Remember him? 
If not, you might want to go to the uh, Lutheran workshop happening. He has something to say about it. He says, next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. But that's not the only thing we're celebrating today. We are also honoring our graduating seniors, Catherine and Nick, who are here, Alex and Nate and Evan, who have been at the earlier services. It's hard to believe that it is time to send another group of young people out into the world. But it's also an exciting time for both of you. You've been raised up by this church, nurtured in your faith, and you've been part of more than one group in this church. Now it's your turn to feel the Holy Spirit. The word of God goes with you, whether you show it or not. The way you act and make decisions will show that you are a child of God. And it will spread the good news to those around you. And in those tough times, they're going to come. You be ready for it. When you've procrastinated your homework and now you have a 30-page paper to write and 24 hours to do it, or you've been up all night studying for that exam, you know you're not going to pass. Or you're sitting at a job just dragging day after day, not sure what you're doing other than making money. Know that we have all been there, and you laughed, so I know you've been there, and that God is on your side, ready to help you tackle whatever life throws at you. And yes, I've been there too, because all three of those are examples from when I was in college. So I know you can do it, and the Spirit will be with you. Lastly, this morning, we are celebrating and welcoming Maisie Grace into the holy waters of baptism, marking her as a child of God. When we think of baptism, we think about water. We think about the River Jordan and all of the waters of life, which is quite the opposite of the fiery Holy Spirit that we have today. But we are also reminded that when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist in the waters of the Jordan, the Spirit descended on him like a dove. The Spirit comes to us in many forms and sends us out just the same. In Jesus' baptism, we see a dove. In Pentecost, we see flames of fire. Throughout the Bible, we see a mighty wind or a simple breath. The Spirit comes to us in whatever way is most comfortable and accessible. It then sends us forth in the same manner to perform music, to teach and preach, to follow our passion and our calling in our next steps of life, and to welcome one another into the family of Christ. This church is filled with the movement of the Spirit. Can you feel it? You welcome people of all ages. You raise up leaders. You lift up the gifts of people of all ages. And you send them out into the world. On this day of Pentecost, I give thanks for the ways that you have allowed the Spirit to move through me as you lifted me up as a leader in the church and prepared me for my next journey as a vicar in Boston. I give thanks for the ways you have let the Spirit move and lift up the musical talent of all people in this church, from our youngest singers and ringers to our professional and talented staff. I give thanks for your willingness to continue welcoming, teaching, 
and growing in the story of Jesus, allowing yourselves to be filled and moved by the Holy Spirit. And now on this day of Pentecost, I challenge you to remember that each and every one of us is filled with the Holy Spirit from head to toe and all around us. And we are all charged to share the love of the Trinity, the three in one, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit with all the world. Amen.